I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. Hey, y'all, thanks for listening in again. Uh, today we have another testimony, and it is my friend Bree. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Bree, how long have you been coming to Oakland Heights? Of course, we go to church together. Um, about two and a half years, a little bit more than two and a half. Okay. Um, and you and me went on the Mexico mission trip together with we, some other people. Yeah. So I feel like fun. that's really where I got to know you better. That is true. Yeah, I agree. All right. So tell me about your testimony, but let's kind of start back from like your childhood. Were you raised in a Christian home? What did that look like? Um, So I was raised in a predominantly Christian home. Um, My mom always took us to church when I was really little. My mom and my dad did. Um, And then there was a little bit of a transition. Um, I'm not sure exactly what happened. Right. But then, um, yeah, my mom took me and Kayla to church and... We did the church thing every week for a while, I think. And then I was when I was about 15, I stopped going, though. And how old are you now? Because nobody knows I'm except 23. for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what age did you get saved? Did you get saved when you were younger? Yeah, I was actually saved when I was seven. Hey, I got saved when I was seven. Sweet. I feel like when I'm talking to people about their testimonies, I don't know if you have the same experience. It seems like a lot of people are saved between like the ages of like five and mm-hmm. nine. Yep. Seven being the magic number. I know. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. All right. Well, so you got saved when you were seven. And then you said at 15 mm-hmm. is when you stopped. Yeah, there was uh, some, the church that we had gone to when I was a kid was uh, a church that wasn't. biblical right and uh so there were some things that was happening that shouldn't have really been happening Mm -hmm. like I was leading some of my peers at that time yeah um and that was me not knowing really anything about the bible I didn't have a quiet time hardly ever Mm -hmm. uh and so I was leading some stuff and I really shouldn't have been and I was like "Mm, I don't think I want to do this anymore and so Mm -hmm. I stopped going to church but my sister had stopped going a while before so yeah do you think she had a similar experience as you um I'm really not 100% sure I know who asked people that their business sorry <laughs> <laughs> so yeah no well and I was thinking too like when I was um back in high school and college age they had me leading some things and I mean I, I was reading my bible but I didn't have any idea of anything mm-hmm. at all yeah and I, not to say that you can't you know talk to people about the lord and things that you have been reading personally but as far as being in a position of way over your head Mm -hmm. I think it's really easy to get burnt out yeah and I actually had been doing that for many years before that so I think probably starting at like I don't know eight ish Mm -hmm. maybe nine up until that point I was always in like a elevated position over my peers and so it was just weird right yeah and I didn't know what I was talking about yeah yeah yeah. that makes sense so what changed after you turned 15 from the age how old were you when you started coming back to church um so it's a little bit of an interesting story from 15 to um getting to where I am now at OHBC um so at 15 I did just stop going to church and it was probably the worst year of my life Mm. after I did that and I didn't 
correlate it to church at all. Right. It's just stuff was happening, and uh, I was in a bad relationship with a guy. Mm. Uh, of course, you know. Yeah. High school, I'm 15. <laughs> these things happen. Uh, and so that relationship was really bad for many reasons. Um, he was very suicidal and was manipulative right. as well, which led to some sexual abuse and just mm. um, many things that happened where I was then depressed and had issues from that just situationally. Right. And so I still just wasn't in church and I didn't hardly ever come out of my room. Uh, I just wanted to sleep all the time. Yeah. So that was like a a hard time. And then my mom was like, well, like, do you want to go to youth camp with the church? Uh, Because like, I still love the people there. They, they're so sweet. Um, And I was like, yeah, I guess I'll go. And so I did. And I was at, I was a leader. Right. Yeah. uh, Which was interesting still. (laughs) But uh, I went and it was really a great time for me to go spiritually um, because it was then where I was starting to understand what was happening and how my life had gotten so off track. Mm. And um, at that time I was taking uh, a course of medications to try and help and I was going to therapy. And through going to that um, youth camp, I really was like, oh, this stuff is not what I need. Mm. I really need the Lord. Right. Uh, And so I was, I think, turning, I just turned 16 when I went to that camp. Um, And I decided, okay, well, I do need to find a church, but it can't be the one that I've been going to. Yeah. Um, And so I did find another church and went there for a few years and kind of got a little bit more back on track, but was still kind of in sin in different aspects of my life. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, because it's like we would hang out and we would have a message, but also there was no accountability with anything. And so it was like, mm, right. Okay. You mind your business on my mind, I guess. Yeah. Um, but during that time, uh, I also am appreciative. One of the guys there actually really helped me to kind of cut off the guy that I was talking to. Yeah. Um, because I had a hard time separating that relationship off and being like, okay, this is not a good relationship and uh while I was at camp that previous year I was still talking to him and like Mm -hmm. trying to explain what was happening with church because he was an atheist and was not saved um isn't that what we do though like especially as women and as girls mm -hmm. we are like justify every time we're talking to a guy and why we're doing it and it's usually because he doesn't have anybody else in his life that will tell him about the lord (laughs) and then Uh you just get roped into like satan's workings with stuff pretty much you know yeah uh and like anytime we would talk about it he would be he would be okay to like listen to me talk about it but Mm -hmm. he immediately would switch it to something uh, that shouldn't have been happening. And mm. so that was hard. And then, um, uh, he would say like, he would kill himself if I left. And uh. so that was why I had such a hard time leaving. Yeah. Uh, and so I was thankful to the friends that I had at that, um, next church growing up, because that was what really helped me to walk through cutting that out of my life. Right. You need that support to get out of situations and relationships like that for yeah. sure. Um, and then I went off I didn't go off to college. I did college, but I didn't go off to college. I thought I was going to. I went to. there. <laughs> I did go there, but um, <laughs> I did start working overnights at a gas station, um, and I was doing schoolwork full-time, working full-time. How old were you? Like, as look, I'm an old lady. Let me ask you. How old were you working at the gas stations overnight? I was 
18. I mean, I guess you were, like, even at 23, I'd be like, no, ma'am. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, it did not phase me that much. Yeah. And I feel like I do things where sometimes I feel like it maybe questions my safety. I mean, I did all the time at that age. But also, it's yeah. like, I'm not dumb when I do things. Like, I yeah. went to New York by myself for a day. But I was not stupid. You're so adventurous. I do like to travel. That's pretty brave, though. I mean, see more of the world that way, I guess. I'm a little chicken. (laughs) But so you worked at the gas station overnight, Mm -hmm. and then you were also going to school. Yep, I was going to school full-time, and so the two days that I was off work, I did my homework, all of it in those two days, Um, and because I got off work at 7 in the morning, if my relief would actually come in... I worked um, Friday to Tuesday, mm-hmm. and so I never went to church. Right. Ever. Because it's like, I don't really want to wait until 11 o'clock for a church service to start because, like, I'm tired, and I have to go back to work tonight. Yeah. So I never went then. Yeah. And it was like another cycle right. of me just being away from the Lord and kind of doing what I wanted to, when I wanted to. And there was still some moral concepts that, like, I didn't go back on. It's like, I know that these things are right, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to just go away from those things, because I knew that they were right. And right. It, and in my heart of hearts, I knew that I was doing things wrong. For sure. But I was just in the world and just living. Mm-hmm. Um, and it did expose me to more than I thought it was going to. Uh, so definitely, I was exposed to alcohol before I was 21, mm-hmm. um, which led into like me being 21 and having access to it, and me using it as a coping method to yeah just try and live my life yeah. So that so, was yeah. yeah. That's so okay. I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to check along here. So you you worked your job, you um, went to school, mm-hmm. you got in the world. You're kind of probably doing a lot of justifying uh-huh. things is probably my guess because that's what I I have done too um so what had moved you out of that to the next part of your life um so I was I was 20 21 at that time and I was like I really would like to have a husband mm-hmm. uh like every girl my age yeah uh and so I did get into uh, a relationship and it was an okay relationship but um it did and it was like a, a Christian relationship based, but still not everything correct, like correctly done. Yeah. Uh, and so I was like, okay, well, like this was a good kind of tester on what maybe this should look like. Yeah. More than what I'm seeing my friends do or what I'm seeing my coworkers do. Uh, because obviously I, I saw a lot of hurt in their lives and, um, I do have a psychology degree, and so it's like, well... I keep forgetting that. Yeah, sorry. It like, blows my mind. Because I keep... For, uh, well, like, I guess I associate you with some medical degree. Um, do you work at a medical place? No, I used to, though. Okay. My sister works there now. <laughs> Did I know you when you worked at the medical place? I think so. Okay. Yeah. See, now now that's you forever. That's what happens to me. I've gone through a lot of jobs recently. <laughs> also, you'll be 23 forever. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like, fine. You just This is where you'll live in my mind. I feel good. Um, okay, so... Man, yeah, there's like a ton of stuff that you've been through yeah. since you were 15 specifically. It seems like in a way you have lived a lot of little lives uh, <laughs> yeah. in, in that time. So you, you said you were in a relationship mm-hmm. with somebody. Now, how did you meet that guy? 
honestly sorry is that, whoa, too <laughs> I'm personal good. i'm good honestly it was it was through tinder and uh i know well it, no i did this because you know i'm i'm 40 years old and so i don't really know too much i know tinder's a dating app right mm-hmm. okay everybody else listening probably knows what it is um so well and I, th- I think it's hard too with our new culture with technology and all this stuff like Again, old, this stuff came out when I was in high school. This stuff like the internet mm-hmm. <laughs> and things like that. And, and it wasn't really synced up besides like message boards in the back in the day. So I think that's like kind of a normal thing, right? Meeting people uh, through this way. Yes, technically. Uh, I think Not that I'm saying then, it's like always the best idea. I'm not oh, saying yeah. that. But. I don't suggest it. 100% don't suggest. <laughs> uh, if you're a teenager, don't do it. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Teenagers, uh, <laughs> no. All the no. All the no. And so um, back then, it wasn't as much as of a hookup thing as it is now. Okay. Like, there was people legitimately wanting um, a long-term relationship then. There were obviously so men who wanted to do whatever they wanted to do there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I hear that's on Christian websites, too. It's yeah. like, I'm a Christian guy looking for a Christian girl. Like, hey, you want to? It's mm-hmm. like, what is happening? There were a few of those. Right. Yeah. Because it's like I knew that I wanted somebody who was a Christian to marry because, like, my mom had always instilled with me, like, that is what you legitimately need. Your mom is so sweet. She I love is. your mom. I do love her. And uh, something about my childhood is, like, my parents did get divorced when I was 12. Mm. And so seeing that has been interesting in, like, just the different parts of lives and seeing now as a 23-year-old the things that I didn't understand then mm-hmm. and I do now. It's like, oh, Yeah. I'm really glad that I do think that I want a Christian husband. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so even at 20 when I was doing that, I still knew that that's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. But. Now, were you like me? This is what I, now you might not be like me, <laughs> but was you like me where I wanted to walk right with the Lord, even though I was like yo-yo back and forth. Mm-hmm. And then if I was going to date a guy, my standard like check the box question is, are you a Christian? And if they're like, yeah, and I'm like, all right, cool, he's a Christian. But I didn't really, you mm-hmm. know, confirm that with any other, trying to see, like, what their life was, what their reputation was, anything like that. What the fruit was, I was just like, he said he's a Christian, good enough for me. Mm-hmm. Was that kind of the same with this relationship? Yeah, it was pretty similar. And I was like, oh, like, you're a Christian, cool. Uh, and so it was very interesting. But, yeah, we didn't really have a ton of conversation on, like, I knew he went to church mm-hmm. and, um, like, what his aspirations were. But other than that, it was like, mm, I don't really, I don't know the fruit in your life. Uh, I know, like, your past and those things. But, and we would have some biblical conversation, but nothing very right. advanced because I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't where I needed to be either. No, so. that's true. And and that was the same truth for me obviously because I think if we were at those places at that time then then we would be seeking things like seeking the type of people who have a heart for the Lord like we would have had a heart for the Lord but because we didn't then yeah you're right Mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to care or have that expectation from somebody else so how so then things obviously ended yeah I am am really awkward I'm so sorry I feel good it's so funny uh, yeah, things did end. They ended up for a good reason, uh, in like a biblical reason. So that was praise good. the Lord. Yeah, um, and I'm glad that it ended kind of on good terms, and we weren't like really mad at each other. So we were still friends afterwards. Um, but through that, it was like, oh, 
maybe I do need to be in church mm. and doing the things I'm supposed to be doing. And so um, I like figured out, oh yeah, I should do that. And I had gone to uh, one of the churches on Thursday nights when I was off because I was like, yeah, I could just go on Thursday nights and like get whatever I needed there. Right. Uh, so I did that for a few months. I invited my sisters to go with me and they came a few times and they kind of liked the church, but then uh, it didn't stick with them either. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, there is no community here for me because I was 21 and there wasn't really any people my age there who right. were um, like had a group. And so I was like, this is still not what I need. Yeah. Because uh, I still needed accountability and I still needed to grow in a more personal way, but I had no idea what that was. Yeah. Uh, and so I also had like Googled um, college groups near me. Yeah. Uh, and so that is how I kind of found OHBC. Uh, I had heard about it from somebody else too. And so I was like, oh, that's well, pretty let cool. Let me try this out. Yeah. Yeah. I think I do appreciate that about our church is that there is something for every stage of life so that you do feel like, I mean, I think you can have community, you know, with everybody but at the same time to be able to walk through the same kind of stuff that other people are at the same time is really um helpful especially i don't know in the world when you're trying not to be of the world for sure so how's how have you grown since you started um getting right with the lord i've grown a lot <laughs> yeah in many different ways uh so yeah as as you knew uh, i was like just had alcohol it's kind of a back burner for I don't know, after work, whatever, I was mm-hmm. just like, this is fine. Uh, it was not fine. <laughs> <laughs> but that was still a thing. And honestly, it was a thing until um, I started in discipleship. And it still was for a while afterwards. Yeah. Um, not because my discipler, like, was awful. She was literally the best. Yes. Um, but I just, like, didn't think it was that big of a deal at that point. Right. Um, and it really took some growing to figure out this actually is not okay for me Mm. Uh, and so when I figured that out I was like hey um so this is something that I've been doing and it's not okay but also this is what I did about it yeah Uh, because like I had a mini fridge in my uh in my room right and it just had alcohol in it that was literally it and so I was like this is not okay it's not cool and so I literally threw all of it away and was like we're done yeah we're done Yeah, so it was really sweet. Um, But there's also just many other ways that I've grown in, like, my prayer life and uh, what I now look for in a husband and literally just so many different ways. Yeah. Um, And my heart for missions has grown. Yeah. uh, Which is super sweet. I don't know if I'll ever be a missionary, but I'm at least open to the fact it might be that. Yeah. So it's been cool. I think that's really great. And I, I feel like I've seen you grow, too, in the short time that I've known you as well. You know, I think it's neat to see. And really, you know, I think before I came, because I, I, you know, I went to church before this church. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it sounds like a cult we're talking about. So I don't think it's like <laughs> that. But uh, just I think it's important. I mean, obviously, God calls us to gather with other believers and don't forsake, you know, the gathering of other believers. But I think that it's important of what kind of believers you're gathering with and if they're following the Bible. Yeah. And so churches that I've been to before did help me grow spiritually in different ways. But the church I used to go to when I was in high school and college, 
did not really invest in the women that went there because they're like you're a woman so <laughs> what you need to know <laughs> and and the guys that were there like you know they really invested in and things like that and i and i'm not saying that there's not a biblical difference you know between mm-hmm. men and women and, and what god calls us to do but i really appreciate that this church that we go to now um really teaches us what the Bible has to say, whether you're a man or a woman, and really, like, invest and um, just kind of stokes the fire that should be there anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've been, like, super excited also. Yeah. Uh, I honestly, there's many things that I had no idea about. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, things even from the past churches I've gone to, I'm like, I would have argued that this was right. Right. Why would I have argued that? Because I thought that I knew... But I really didn't know. Yeah. I hadn't even I hadn't even really read my Bible. Yeah. I haven't I hadn't finished reading through my Bible since I think I read it first all the way through. Um, from like a little bit before discipleship through it, the almost the end of discipleship was the first time I read through the Bible. Praise the Lord, yeah. And so it's like I really would have argued with people about this and I had no idea. Yeah. So it was that was kind of a wake up call to hey Maybe you don't know everything. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. No, I, that, I think uh, James was talking about that. Pastor James um, in our class is just kind of like when you think you know everything, you realize you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know anything. Um, but I'm thankful. Gosh, I'm so thankful for God's word. Because mm-hmm. uh, really like even just being emotional some days or just feeling really lost, confused, discouraged, whatever it is. And really, like, truly, I mean, like, I almost hate saying it because it sounds so cliche, but I say (laughs) it because it's, like, true. It's, like, you read the Word of God and it grounds you. It really does ground you into God's wisdom and just His peace. Even if you're reading something where, like, I'm not really sure how that applies to me today, but um, Mm -hmm. just being able to spend that time with the Lord, um, I've been thankful for, and just how our church helps take us through the Bible, through everything. And I think I was kind of on the same page with you when... Gosh, I used to believe a lot of kind of crazy things. Like, well, Adam and Eve, I mean, that could have been a metaphor. <laughs> you know, like, my mom was like, no, ma'am. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I'm like, but how do you know? And then really what our church has taught and how to study the Bible and how you can tell when Jesus was talking in parables mm-hmm. and then and then not, you know, and um, really being able to understand uh, more has obviously grown my relationship more because I get to know who Jesus is more yeah i'm actually in that class at the moment how to study the bible (gasps) i'm so excited for you if i was not taking a class right now i would be in that class because arian's teaching i know i was so thrilled when i heard that i was like arian's teaching i'm so excited for those of you who do not know who (laughs) arian is um yonita and arian vogley are missionaries from albania and they're here for a couple years to translate uh, the kjv bible into their language uh albanian and so they have taken every word of the Bible and translated it. And if anybody, um, I, okay, I don't want to say if anybody knows the Bible, it's them, but like also, <laughs> like they're pretty, pretty um, wise in that kind of stuff. So I'm really excited that you're getting to take that class. Okay, so now that we've kind of caught everybody up till now, what is, is there anything that God is teaching you right now in your life? Um, I am at the point where I uh, have a disciple now. Yes, praise the Lord. I know. She's so sweet. I'm so, I love her so much. Uh, and it's very, it's still very humbling mm-hmm. to realize that uh, you are 
kind of watching over a soul and having to watch out for possible attacks from the enemy and those things. And mm-hmm. so it's been very humbling to be like, are you sure that you wanted me to do this? <laughs> because I don't feel like I'm worthy to do this. Right, right. Uh, which honestly is probably the best attitude that I could have about it because I I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Like it's nothing in me that can do it. It's literally God doing it. And so that's been something I've really been learning recently is like, Anything and everything I do within ministry shouldn't have anything to do with me. Yeah. Other than me being the vessel. Um, And I've also just had to learn that in other ministries as I've had to step out of ministries due to um, the car accident I was in. Yeah. Uh, And so that was kind of a hard thing of, I don't understand why I can't do this ministry right now. Like, it's a good ministry. Mm. Um, But having to be okay with that and being okay with the things that God does, like, allow for us to go through right. has been something that I've really just had to learn and continue to be content with. Mm. Um, and each time something like this happens in my life, because it's happened many times, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's really just cool to see how God provides through it and um, just the way God does use it in my life. Yeah. And so even when this happened, I was like, hmm. I wonder what's going to happen from this one because this is an interesting one. Right. Uh, so it's been it's been good to already, like, be able to look ahead and see, oh, like, maybe this was why. Yeah. So that's been sweet. And just honestly waiting on the Lord for things that I want uh, has been something big. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah, I think that's really important, like, being able to not waste any opportunities that happen in our life. Okay, that, that the way I worded that was going but you know what I'm saying it's like the things that God does allow they all become opportunities for us to glorify him in and to and so I think it's wise that you're looking forward to see okay well what are you doing here in this situation Mm -hmm. like you obviously allowed this car accident to happen that sucks but you know I love you I trust you what how is this an opportunity to glorify you and serve you and I think that's really wise um, and then just waiting in the Lord, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Being able to, because as talking about, you know, being in relationships and, you know, um, even being dependent on a substance, mm-hmm. um, alcohol or whatever, it's like that's still taking control in our own hands and wanting to manage our lives and our emotions and all this kind of stuff. And for you just to be able to wait in the Lord, I think that's a huge deal. Yeah, it's been interesting because it's like, I didn't think that I would need to wait on the Lord in so many different aspects of my Mm -hmm. life. And so it's like some of it is waiting, like legitimately just sitting and waiting. And some of it's like working, waiting. Yeah. Uh, And like I do have debt in my life. And so there's not been a time where I'm like, oh, like I can just at some point this money will just come from the sky. (laughs) Uh, No, it's like you do have to live on a budget and do the things that you should be doing to store your money well, because Mm -hmm. I had not done that. Uh, and so it's like that I'm just waiting and I'm getting through it, Yeah. but not by just, I guess I'll sit here in a log and just wait for answers from heaven. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's like some of these things are working waitings, um, which was, has been sweet. And some of them are legit. You just gotta wait. Yeah. Like, Look, husband, David wait. was David was a shepherd, watching sheep, working, waiting, and then God called him to be king. <laughs> just different kind of working, waiting. <laughs> Not that I'm saying you're gonna be queen. I'm just saying. Oh yeah, I don't really want to be. So <laughs> yeah, because I. Well, thanks, Bree, 
for doing this podcast episode with me and just being vulnerable and sharing things about your life. And I appreciate you very much. Sweet. Thanks for having me. You're welcome.